Hello and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms. I'm Hannah Fernando, the editor of Woman Magazine. And I'm Ian McEwan, writer on TV and Satellite Week magazine and whattowatch.com. And today we're looking at the new releases for the week starting Friday the 14th of January 2022, including the eagerly awaited return of Ricky Gervais's Afterlife on Netflix and the new Shakespeare adaptation The Tragedy of Macbeth, on Apple TV. And we'll also be looking at animation Hotel Transylvania, Transformania on Amazon Prime Video and new buddy cop comedy drama Pretty Hard Cases on Alibi. But first, Ian, what is in the news, please? Joe Thomas, Rob Delaney and Amanda Abington will star in Dave's feature-length comedy We Are Not Alone, which is set in the aftermath of an alien invasion. What else is in the news, Hannah? Star Wars icon Mark Hamill will appear in Netflix's fresh take on Edgar Allan Poe's The Fall of the House of Usher. Well, as we ease into 2022, we've got a good and quite varied selection on offer this week, I think, Hannah. And you're going to start us off with one of your all-time favourites. Yes, it's the return of Ricky Gervais in Afterlife on Netflix. Yeah, uh, what can I say? <laughs> I've been waiting for this and, and wanting to talk about this for absolutely ages. And it feels like the series one and series two, just, I don't know, I, I, I sort of caught up with them all together, if you like. And then I felt like I've been waiting for absolutely ages for, for this new series. Um, and it doesn't disappoint. Um, shall we listen to a clip? I thought not caring was a superpower. I was wrong. Caring about stuff, that's what really matters. Kindness, making other people feel good. What are you doing? Just sprinkling a few of my dad's ashes. On the carpet? Yeah, it was his last request. Oh, was it? Two of you, out. Take your rubbish with you. So, so season three, six episodes, save it every minute because they're just as brilliant as uh, the first two seasons, in my opinion. Um, Again, out of the brain of Ricky Gervais. And it kind of... I'd forgotten how much of an emotional roller coaster this show is um because in the same moment you're laughing two seconds later you're you're crying um it's just so moving um and it's so brilliantly written and the i think the narrative throughout well all of the series of this is kind of kind of what makes it and um you know Ricky Gervais is incredibly clever to do it and again you see him go on a bit of a journey this time um because you see him scattering his dad's ashes, um, some very comedic moments in that, despite perhaps it not being a comedic time. Um, and then, of course, watching that, you know, um, footage that his late wife left for him about trying to be happy and trying to move on. And then, of course, exploring his relationship with the nurse who looked after his father and um, whether he can ever finally allow himself to move on from the love of his life who's left him. And yet, in every video, she said, I just want you to be happy. So incredibly moving. Um, It's it's just entirely brilliant. Um, Watch it. And and you need to watch all of them. What did you think, Ian? Well, I want to start by saying that I think Ricky Gervais is an absolute comedy genius, and I loved The Office and Extras. However, while I think there's a lot of good stuff in 
this show. I don't enjoy it as much as the other two. What? <laughs> Perhaps it's because I've got the heart of stone, Hannah. I must admit, I do find the sequences where he's slumped on the sofa watching the footage on his laptop looking sad or sitting in the graveyard. I find them a bit one note and they, they don't really move me. Uh, I find it a bit repetitive, but perhaps I'm just a very unemotional person. However, that said, of course, with Ricky Gervais, there are lots of wonderful comic set pieces for instance in the first episode of this new well it's the last series isn't it they go to a comedy club uh, that's very well done he's got a brilliant ensemble cast he, he often uses the same actors doesn't he so you've got people like joe wilkinson and rasheen Conaty. so there's so much that that is great about it um however it's for me it doesn't rank up with the very best of Ricky Gervais, but of course, he's set the bar so high already that it's difficult to keep up that standard. But yeah, there's there's certainly more than enough in it for me to want to watch the whole series. You know what? That is so interesting because I just, I, you know, when you, I can't really believe that it's that you don't find it believable in a way. But I imagine you represent lots of people that probably feel the same. But for me, I just. Um, it makes me cry. I mean, I, I and I wonder how that it must be relatable to lots of people. And but I, I think if you're feeling a bit low, then perhaps don't watch it. <laughs> Although it does make you laugh at times, it is funny. Something rather different over on Apple TV Plus. It's a feature-length Shakespeare adaptation, the tragedy of Macbeth. And here's a clip. By the pricking of my thumbs. Something wicked this way comes. Well, we do sometimes play trailers that don't give very much away at all. <laughs> that was a good example. So let me fill you in. This is directed by Joel Cohen of the Cohen Brothers fame. And it stars Denzel Washington and Francis McDormand as Macbeth and Lady Macbeth. Now, I don't know about you, Hannah, uh, from your days studying the Bard at school. I certainly thought Macbeth was one of the more accessible plays. It's fairly short. Uh, a lot happens. There's a lot of action. In this, Cohen has cast his two actors to portray Macbeth and Lady Macbeth as a slightly older couple, which I think is an interesting choice. Spoiler alert, if you don't know the story of Macbeth, it's about the Thane of Cawdor, a Scottish laird who is convinced by three witches that his destiny is to become the King of Scotland. And so he sets out to achieve that by any means possible. And the current king, King Duncan, is played by Brendan Gleeson. So Cohen hasn't messed about too much with the text. It's been tweaked a little bit, um, but it's still pretty faithful to the original. It looks very stylish, very stylized. It's beautifully shot uh, in black and white. It's a little bit film noirish, a lot of use of light and shadow, perhaps similar to German expressionist cinema. Washington uh, has done Shakespeare on stage. He's been in Julius Caesar, Othello 
and Richard III. The first Macbeth film I remember seeing was when I was studying Shakespeare at school, studying Macbeth. We went to see the Roman Polanski version and we were very excited because it featured quite a lot of female nudity. And it's not so long ago that um, Michael Fassbender played Macbeth on the big screen. I think this is a very good addition to the canon. Lots of things in it are well done. For example, the miracle of Burnham Wood coming to Dunsinane, which is a, one of the predictions that's made to Macbeth. That's very cleverly done. The look of it is superb. It might remind you a little bit of the Coen Brothers film, The Man Who Wasn't There, which Francis McDormand, who's one of their favourite actors, was in. Uh, it's really well cast and the performances are great. So a, a really nice offering for fans of Shakespeare, but you don't have to be hugely into Shakespeare to really enjoy this and Certainly you'll get a lot out of it if you already like the films of the Coen brothers. Hannah, is this one for you? Did it take you back to those uh, the days of English GCSE? Yeah, I mean, it does. But I think you hit the nail on the head when you said it's just a much more sort of stylish version. I think it's much more accessible to most people. I don't think you've got to... I, I, I wouldn't be put off thinking, oh, I don't like Shakespeare. It brings back bad memories of school and, you know, really, really hard work. It doesn't feel like hard work. This is a drama. It's, um, you know, to use that word again, it's accessible to everybody, I think. And so um, for me, it makes, um, in a way... For students studying Macbeth, it's you know quite an interesting watch for them because I think it will help them out quite a lot. Um, it sort of brings it on somewhat from from what we were perhaps watching or reading. So yeah, I I I think it, I think it's really good and and really really stylish. It's it's nicely done, isn't it? It's it's got a lot of money thrown at it. I would think. Over on Amazon Prime Video, a rather different feature film. It's an animation. In the Hotel Transylvania franchise, this one is called Hotel Transylvania Transformania. And here is a clip. For centuries, no human has had the power to become a monster. Until now. Behold the transformation ray. Awesome! But is it safe, though? Let's find out. <laughs> huh? everything okay down here so this is the fourth and final installment of this franchise and drac and the pack are making a comeback um so this time i mean i i don't know ian whether you've seen previous ones i, I don't you don't need to have seen previous ones you 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 can just watch this it's absolutely fine it's it sort of you you kind of don't need to know the relationship um, between the characters necessarily um, so you can come to this fairly cold and it'll be absolutely fine and so you see these two um, uh, animated characters um, creating a very mysterious invention but it goes it goes completely haywire it goes completely wrong of course it does and it trams transforms Drac and his monster pals into humans which is really quite funny so absolutely no one recognises them and then it's their mission to try and get back to what they were but of course that's quite a journey to go on to be able to get back to what they were I think I think it's fair enough to be it's 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 fourth outing if I'm honest with you um, <laughs> um it's a nice watch kids will love it but I I don't think there's anything to write home about dare I say it 
Well, I think I have seen at least some of the very first Hotel Transylvania movie, and that had young Johnny, who's voiced by Andy Samberg, stumbling into this, I think it's a sort of castle full of scary monsters. Um, The premise of this is clever, I think, the idea that this time he is turned into a monster and all of the others become human and they get quite a lot of comedy mileage out of that and they take them out of their usual environment. So, yeah, it's obviously not particularly aimed at the likes of me, but if you like the previous films, you will enjoy this one. Now, we're going to finish up with a new comedy drama series on Alibi. It's a sort of buddy cop offering with two female leads It's called Pretty Hard Cases, and here's a clip. Detective Samantha Wazowski, guns and gangs. Detective Kelly Duff, drug squad. I had no idea. It's so weird that we haven't met yet. Do you mind if I get back to arresting this guy? Now, I'm going to start by saying that while everything else we've talked about this week is available from Friday the 14th of January, for this one you have to wait a little bit longer because it arrives on Alibi on the 19th of Jan. It has been described in some quarters as Bridesmaids with Cops. I would say it's not as funny as Bridesmaids, but then not many things are. So it stars Adrienne C. Moore, who people may recognise from Orange is the New Black, the prison drama in which she played Black Cindy. And she is playing Kelly Duff, who is a streetwise drug squad detective in this Canadian comedy drama, Pretty Hard Cases, which is set in Toronto. It's a ten-parter, and in it she teams up with another detective, Sam Wazowski. Now, she is played by Meredith McNeil. Now, I started watching episode one, and I thought, where do I recognise Meredith McNeil from? Of course, I looked her up because I couldn't remember. She was in an episode of my favourite comedy, Peep Show, And she played a woman who had inherited a pub, but she was sort of having a nervous breakdown. And by the end of the episode, she tried to gift the pub to Jeremy and Superhands. And by the end of the episode, everyone was trying to section everyone else. That's by the by. Uh, She's very good in this. They both are. There's a good um, chemistry between them. It's a slightly odd mix because there is... There's sort of banter, there's a little bit of slapstick comedy, but it also has some serious moments as well. Obviously, they are they are working in the world of drugs and crime. There's uh, a moment in episode one where the police turn up at a house and this very young boy has a handgun and Kelly has to step in to kind of talk the situation down to avoid this boy being shot by the police. It also addresses in a comedic way uh, the issue of white privilege. That happens in episode one. Of course, TV detectives must have complex private lives, and Sam is no exception. She is bringing up a teenage son on her own, and we see her trying to do a bit of online dating, which doesn't work out very well in episode one either. So, yeah, it's good to see... Um, a crime drama with two female leads. The creator says she was partly inspired by Cagney and Lacey, and she's also a big fan of Scott and Bailey. So 
I think once this beds in, it's got two great leads. It, it's funny, but it also has some serious elements. Um, is this the kind of thing that you might tune into, Hannah? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it is because I think, like you say, the premise of it is quite interesting. I like the fact that there's uh, some strong women heading up. It is funny. It does have the whole crime. It kind of has every element to it. So it should capture lots of people, I think. Um, so, yeah, for, for me, it's um, I quite like cop dramas anyway. The fact there's a bit of um, humour thrown in for good measure helps um and as i say some strong women at the top I, I love like you say the kind of um opening gambit of dealing with kind of that white privilege and it, and it tackles a few kind of issues throughout as well which i think is it's quite cleverly done so yeah i i i, I would think this will capture more people than it won't and before we continue <laughs> a quick shout out to hannah's family for providing that authentic lockdown uh, podcast recording from home atmosphere. Now, we've got to my favourite part of the podcast, Hannah, where we find out what you have been spending hours binge-watching this week. So please reveal your choices. Well, I went back and watched the original Afterlife Series 1 and Series 2 just because... Unlike you, <laughs> I love it very much. Um, and it, I don't know, it just sort of set, set the tone, got me in the mood and kind of reminded me of everything. Um, have I got news for you? There's quite a few on at the moment. It has been um, quite a few on the past few weeks or have I got a bit more news for you as well, which always makes me laugh. Um, and then, of course, there's Gamora. Um, and if you like a bit of a sort of hardcore mafia action, then it's one for you. Um, it's, um, it is hardcore, though. You need to watch it through fingers because <laughs> it's pretty gruesome well i've also been revisiting series one and two of afterlife on netflix i've been hitting bbc iplayer pretty hard catching up with the uh, christmas and new year telly so a very british scandal a drama about the duke and duchess of argyle and their court case that was superb one of the best things on over christmas i thought the tourist starring jamie dornan wasn't quite so keen on that one about a, a guy in the outback who has amnesia. And I've got a film recommendation for you on Netflix starring the wonderful Olivia Coleman. It's The Lost Daughter, directed by Maggie Gyllenhaal, and that is highly recommended. Now, we've just got time to look ahead to what we're going to be talking about next week. It's a good week, I can tell you. Hannah, what's on the agenda? Jeremy Irons is playing Neville Chamberlain in Netflix's pre-war drama Munich, Edge of War. And also on Netflix, the brilliant Jason Bateman series Ozark, which has been compared with Breaking Bad. Well, that is back for a final gripping season about the family that gets involved in money laundering. So we look forward to those and more, but in the meantime... <laughs> 